This is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint, and we've just been listening to some of the haunting melody of a famous Burt Carol that speaks about how at Christmas time light breaks free and begins to chase the darkness away, and how important light is. With me today is Jamie Wilkerson. Merry Christmas, Jamie. Merry Christmas. Hey, we're living in a world where there are Christmas lights everywhere, and they're so beautiful. Do you have a Christmas tree? Of course. <laughs> and, and there's some lights on that tree, I bet. Oh, yes. Do we ever think about why lights at Christmas? What is that about? Actually, it's not just that they're celebratory, because lights just bring life, you might say, to the passerby, but there's actually a theology. There's there's deep thought. There's meaning to lights at Christmas. It all ties into Jesus. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, and that's why we're talking about light this week on Viewpoint. Jamie, Christmas is a magical time. It's a time of wonder and memory. For many people, I realize there's some listening to us today who may not have many happy Christmas memories. Sometimes it can be emotionally draining for people. But I know you grew up in a house where Christmas was a real thing, and you loved it. Oh, yes. Can you give me a memory of Christmas? Well, besides the delicious holiday fair, some of my fondest memories were preparing for Christmas. My mom, who was a director of a culinary arts school, always entered her students in the largest gingerbread house contest. So, <laughs> Whoa, gingerbread house <laughs> yes. contest? 
So to prepare for the contest, she worked with her students after school for hours, and they transformed their food lab into a gingerbread house factory. It was pretty intense, but I enjoyed watching them and, of course, sampling. (laughs) I was a self-appointed taste tester. And you know, as you're describing that, I see you in the studio. Our our listening audience cannot see you, but your eyes are dancing, you're smiling ear to ear, because the memory brings light right into the room. It's it's so joyful. That's what Christmas can do. Have you ever noticed that at Christmas time, in many places, people who are otherwise stressed, they just take a deep breath and sometimes there's a break and there's some life and joy present that isn't always there the rest of the year. I've seen that. And it's about light, really. Light is a is a physical property. I mean, there's a science to light, but it also is a metaphor for experiential light and and consciousness. And light at Christmas is very important. Think about how troublesome darkness can be. I mean, have you ever been in a space, Jimmy, where it was just so dark you couldn't find your way forward? Yes, <laughs> plenty of times. I mean, uh, it's terrifying. All of us understand that. If you're in unfamiliar territory, especially, and let's just call the future unfamiliar because none of us can predict the next day. And when you're looking at the future, it's usually dark in the sense that you can't know what's coming. And if you're in the moment in a space that's unfamiliar to you, darkness can really compromise and paralyze you. You're not sure. If I take a step, will I fall off the stair? Is there a stair here? Is there a ledge here? Is there something in front of me that I'm going to trip over? I mean, it's a very difficult uh, experience. And most of us live in an age now where we have electric lights just at the flip of a switch. So we're not accustomed to being afraid of the darkness. But most of the world historically and much of the world today still lives without the benefit of light after the sun goes down. And light really matters. But when I talk about uh, light, it's about perspective, but it's also about, well finding your way, because not only does it help inform me about what's there, then then I know how to proceed. So light is really critical. Now, there's another dimension to light, isn't there, Jamie? Have you ever understood or learned at school about how light is the author of life? And, you know, so if you, if you have a green plant, it's got to have light. Yes. I mean, if you put it in a closet, it's not going to flourish. Oh, yes, there's that. Put your poinsettia in the closet after Christmas, <laughs> and it'll it'll yeah. be ready to bloom again. All right. But everything needs light to live. There are a few organisms that can live in a cave without daylight. We know that there's some bacterial forms and things that don't need light. But <laughs> in the main, life depends upon sunlight, some kind of light, or artificial light that replicates the sun, because light is a key to life. So all this brings us back to Christmas. Christmas was born uh, in Northern Europe. In other words, Jesus was born in the Middle East. We're not sure when his birthday actually fell. But in the fourth century, some church leaders got together to create a calendar to remind people about the life of Christ, how to walk through the life of Christ through the calendar of the year. Very important in a world where people couldn't read or write. And so to help tie the seasons of the year into a calendar that represented the life of Christ was a teaching tool. And they landed on December 25th as the day to set aside marking the birthday of Jesus. But in Northern Hemisphere, in Europe, that was always the darkest season of the year. The winter solstice always falls about that time. And so people were in the darkness and they began to see Jesus as the light. And as they did, they began to celebrate Christmas with light. Whoa. 
It all comes straight out of the Christmas narrative. It comes right out of the Bible itself. Before we give you some of that passage from the scripture that talks about Jesus and light, hear this very famous Christmas carol written by a Wesley, Charles Wesley, back in 18th century England. And in this famous carol, there's a great line. Can you find it? Light and life to all he brings. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Christmas is celebrated with light, Christmas lights on trees, on garland, Christmas lights decorating our houses outside, Christmas lights in stores, in churches, Christmas lights in so many places that remind us that even though, again, in the Northern Hemisphere, not so much in the Southern Hemisphere at this time of year, there's a lot of darkness, the light shines through. Even in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, there is night and the light shines through. What does that come from? Listen to the Apostle John writing as he introduces his own memoir of the life of Jesus. He's, he's telling the story of Jesus, and he magnificently begins the story with these words. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Here John is referring to Jesus. The Word, the ancient Greek here, the Logos, refers to Jesus, the very idea, the projection, the mind of God in human form. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of humankind. Did you catch that? He is the creator, Jesus. He is God. Jesus is God. He made everything, and in him was life. He's the author of life. He's the one who breathes life and can preserve life and can give eternal life. And in him was life, and that life was the light of humankind. Now, Jesus himself is quoted by John later in the book along these same lines. Jamie, what does he say? He said, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. There you have it again. Light and life linked together. It's a very important concept. So if we think about light as illuminating, you can see how Jesus makes it easier for us to see on several levels. First up, he helps us to see reality. I think that Jesus is the light of the world, and he brings life through that light because he helps us to see what really is real. So much in this world is is artificial. In other words, we worry about things that don't really matter. We pursue things that are passing away. We orient ourselves to the temporary instead of the eternal. And when you're in the company of Jesus, when you find Jesus, well, you can see what really is true, which is all of us are eternal beings, and all of us have a destiny, and all of us have a purpose. We've been made by God, not by chance. And and there are things for us to do for the good, and that there is good and evil in the world, and there are forces of darkness that are at war with the forces of light, and there's a contest for our souls, and and we are flawed, and, and we have failed, and we have all made mistakes, but Jesus loves us so much that he gave his own life that we could live and be redeemed from our sin and, and our failure, and we can have eternal life, and no matter what the devil himself does, we can be held safe in the Lord's hand. I mean, all of this is light shining on a world that often doesn't get that, doesn't see that. Jesus is light. When you get close to Jesus, so many things come into clear view. But Jesus also is a guide, isn't he? In other words, light doesn't just help me look at the room or to see the world as it really is. It helps me know how to go forward. Have you ever been in a space, Jamie, where you reach for a flashlight? Yes, there was a time where we lost power and I had to reach for the flashlight and, and turn it on so that we could see where we were going. We've all had this experience, haven't we, where a light is turned on and especially on a pathway where we see ahead and that helps us feel secure moving ahead. As I already referenced in our conversation earlier, when you think about the future, it's a bit of a dark pathway, isn't it? Because we don't really know. I can make plans for tomorrow. I can make plans for this Christmas and for the new year. But honestly, so many things could intervene that I don't really know what to expect. The future is a bit of a cloud. We can't see it. But Jesus is the light of the world. Anyone who is with me, who believes in me, that's what he said. You quoted him. Will not be afraid because he's not walking in the darkness. He's walking in the light which tells me that Jesus is going to show me the way step by step where I can't see ahead. Even when I can't see, he's going to show right where I should walk next. 
I just want to commend a film called Harriet. Have you heard of it? Oh, yes. I've heard of it. Harriet is a film about the life of Harriet Tubman, who was one of the great conductors of the Underground Railroad before the Civil War, and also a great voice after the Civil War for freedom and equity for all people. She's a towering figure, and I'm so glad they made the film. But one thing that I celebrate about this movie is they did not deny her spiritual framing because she was a woman of faith. And when you watch the movie, which I have read is quite true to her own testimony. In other words, there are some things that you have to do in a movie to create a character to bridge from here to there. But in the main, this is her story as she told it herself. And she believed that God was shining a light on her path. She believed that Jesus was leading her. She was able to find escape herself from slavery on a plantation in Maryland and find freedom in Pennsylvania because she believed God was leading her through the wilderness. And then she went back to rescue other people, but she didn't know how to do it. But she sometimes was chased by the bad guys. She would stop and pray and, and the Lord would impress her. Turn to the left, don't go to the right. And she would find herself free. She led many people to freedom. Over 800 slaves were set free following her as she was following the light. She lived to be 91, didn't die till 1913, decades after the Civil War, because she believed that Jesus was her light. And she actually walked day by day as if he was directing her steps. I'm just telling you, at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus coming to the world, Jesus, the light of the world. It's a wow. And all of us need to understand that in this world of uncertainty, with the unpredictable, with the unknown, with the dark shadows that can come across our path. If anyone listening to me is depressed because you're just not sure what to make of it, everything looks gloomy to you. Maybe you're not depressed, but you're uncertain and you're insecure. Maybe you're just wondering, you're not sure what to do next. I'm here to tell you, the Christ of Christmas is light. As you hear this Christmas hymn, written by Phillips Brooks, actually in Bethlehem on Christmas Eve in the 1860s, after the Civil War, just right after, He took a break from his parish, and he went to the place where Jesus was born. He was so moved by it that he penned these lines. And as you hear these words, don't forget that beautiful lyric which captures so much truth. As he speaks about Bethlehem, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight.
We're not sure where you are this Christmas. You may feel like your world is crowded by darkness. But if it's so, we want you to know you can find the light now. You can take steps right now to meet Jesus. You can see your pathway illumined. You can see the world as it really is and not be deceived. How do you do that? Take a deep breath and begin your journey towards Jesus, the Christ of Christmas, right now by joining us in prayer. Our Father, we acknowledge that we cannot always see clearly. We know there are many things in this world that cloud our judgment and that deceive us that blind us with darkness. We know that there are things that we think are real, but they're just passing away. We we think are important, but they're just temporary. And we can't always see what is eternal and what really will last. We're so thankful that Jesus came into this world to show us what matters and what does not, to open our eyes to the wonder, to the joy, to the adventure of life. And we pray, Lord, that we might walk with him and that he might cast a light on our path, not only Lord, will he help us see things as they are right now? But we ask that he will show us the way forward into the new year, that we might walk with confidence. I pray, Lord, that we will surrender our lives into his care. We admit our sin, our failure, our weakness, and we ask you, Lord, to make us new in Christ Jesus. Cause us to be born again, that we might start new with our eyes wide open by the light of Christ. Thank you for hearing our prayer. May everyone who has joined us in this prayer now experience your stirring this Christmas, we ask. For Jesus' sake, amen. Tears are falling, hearts are breaking. How we need to hear from God. You've been promised, we've been waiting. Welcome, holy child.
If you'd like to know more about how the light of Christ can shine right where you are in your heart and all around you, give us a call. Dial this number toll-free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're so anxious to hear from you. But I know, Jamie, that some people are not ready yet to talk to a person on the phone If they want to check us out online, what's our web address? It's www.cbhviewpoint.org. CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there and send us an email. We will reply, I promise. Or at the last, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you reach us by phone, reach out to us online, or send us a letter by post, please let us hear from you this week. Jamie, I hope that there are some really bright Christmas lights in your uh, holiday celebration this year. I I know there will be. (laughs) Of course there are. You yourself are a light right there in every room and in our studio today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And to all of you who have come alongside to listen to Viewpoint today, thank you. We hope that you'll be with us again next week as we count down the days till Christmas and unpack another emblem of Christmas and help introduce to you its history and its meaning. But until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, Merry Christmas. This is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.